0: There were giants on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of Yahweh came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. Yeshua said, As the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Are we living in the last days, similar to the days of Noah? Listen in as Bonnie Harvey interviews L.A. Marzulli and find out to we'll another edition of Flashpoint and with me this morning is a very special guest, one that we haven't had before. Her name is Vicky Joy Anderson and she has a unique experience and uh, I invited her to come forward this morning uh, to share her experience to shine a light where I'm not certain there has been light shined hitherto and also as Christians that are planning to harvest the earth. We never know what we're going to be uh, meeting, and it is it behooves us to be spiritually prepared, spiritually understanding of anything that we might meet. So, uh, welcome to the show, Vicky Joy. Thank you, thank you for having me. You know, Vicky, do you go by both the names, or do you go by Vicky, or Joy, or is it Vicky Joy?
1: You know, I get the whole gamut, Bonnie. I get Vic, um, I get Vicky, I get Vicky Joy. I primarily have Joy in all of my public stuff because Anderson is such a common last name, and there's other authors named Vicky Anderson, so it's more of a differentiation. I see. But I, I answer to pretty much anything. <laughs>
0: Okay, I shall just call you Vicky, how's that? That's great. <laughs> That's great. All right, let's let's Sally forth. Um, you uh, experienced. Uh, let's go back to the beginning and yeah. uh, and other uh, other beginnings that people um, might have. Uh, yes. You experienced a problem in the night. In fact, her, uh, Vicky has a new book out. It is called "They Only Come Out at Night." This is uh, available on her website. Uh, and I'll let you give that. I, I think it's VickyJoyanderson.com. Yes, correct. Yep, that, okay. that's correct. You can get the book there. Uh, you can get it from L.A.'s site, L.A. Um But I went and I bought five copies yesterday. So um, L.A. Publishing House, Spiral of Life is publishing it. Uh, and uh, I think that um, it has is chock full of information. Okay, enough of enough of what I'm talking about and introing this here. Um, uh, Vicky, would you start at the beginning? Sure, absolutely. Well, I didn't have the convenience of
1: of a label sleep paralysis like this generation does. This started for me back in the early '70s, and this stuff wasn't heard of. It wasn't talked about, and it certainly didn't have a nice little little title that you could Google on the internet, right? And so um, I just thought I was having bad dreams. And even as a very little girl, this started around three, three years old, even as a very little girl, um, I was, I was able to articulate pretty clearly to my parents that these dreams were different than other dreams. And they were very scary. And you know i i was raised in the church so i had somewhat of a childlike knowledge of angels and you know the devil but i don't know that at 3 and 4 years old i had necessarily ever been taught about demons so i don't think that i would have thought that that's what it was Um, but I, I was continually trying to articulate to my, to my mother anyway, over and over again, I had another, I had one of those dreams last night. I mean, I differentiated this from nightmares. I didn't say I had a bad dream last night. I would say I had another one of those dreams last night. And, um, because it wasn't really ever anything talked about, I mean, my poor mom, she probably just thought my kids having a lot of bad dreams and, um, for those who haven't seen me, I have I have a birth defect. I was born with a facial deformity, hypertelorism, And from 10 days old uh, up until about 15 or 16 years old, I had surgeries, reconstru- reconstructive surgery on my face. And so that's a pretty traumatic experience um, to go all through childhood, having all of these surgeries. And then of course, you're getting bullied in school and teased and things. And so my guess, uh, Bonnie, just for lack of, of, you know, my my mother's past now, so I can't ask her these things now, but she probably just thought, you know, my kid's going through all this stuff and all this trauma. And of course she's having nightmares. She's in the hospital all the time. And so I don't think anything was ever red flagged, but it continued repeatedly. And um, this was sort of like a many times a week for months and then it would kind of go away and then it would come back, but it it was very intense and um, I'm fortunate, Bonnie, because I, I hear some people's stories and the things that they see and the the attacks can get very intense. And for me, praise the Lord. I never really saw anything um and I didn't have the experience where I felt like I was being crushed or I couldn't breathe I just had extreme levels of terror and then there was communication you know you could you could hear what they were saying you know not audibly but you could, there there was a communication There were vibrational sound effects that often would precede the event, which was very frightening and come to find out later those vibrations have a lot to do with the astral realm and them trying to get you into the astral realm. Um so, this went on for uh off and on for twenty five years of my life, and um it would go away and then it would come back and it would come back at, at at intense periods in my life, like when my mom got cancer, when I had an extremely stressful corporate job you know there there's times they, they like to get you when you're when you're weak right so this just went on for many 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 years, and I thought that I was the only one that was going through this because I had never heard anyone else talk about it. And so I felt very targeted and harassed. And one time around 15 years old, I tried to confide in my best friend and I told her about this. And, you know, at 15, I had a little more biblical knowledge. So at that point I said, I don't know if this is demons or, you know, am I, what's going on? You know, well, she told her mother, she went home and she told her mother this and her mother was a very devout Catholic. And so my friend came back to me at school the next day and said, you need an exorcism. You're demon possessed. That was her mother's, you know, mm. diagnose. and I didn't believe that. Um, but what that said to me at 15 years old is you can't ever talk about this ever again, because right. people will misunderstand and they'll think you're schizophrenic, you know, back then in back in the eighties, people didn't really talk about mental illness and the DSM, you know, manual and stuff like they do now. Um, But back then, everything was if you if you said anything, if you had any sort of paranormal experience, schizophrenia was what they like to attach to all that. And so I realized I'm actually putting myself in danger. If I talk about this, people are going to either think I'm demon possessed or that I'm schizophrenic and I don't want to have to start taking psychotropic medication for this and all that. So I just kept quiet about it. Um, until my mid thirties and I had, was in a long bout at this point of not having sleep paralysis. So it was sort of all but forgotten. And this was a time in my life where I was, um, podcasts were kind of just coming on the scenes. And so I would pick a podcast and I would fall asleep listening to a podcast. And so I listened to an apologetics podcast because it, at the time it was one of the few podcasts that it was three hours long. And so it gave me plenty of time to fall asleep. And if I woke up, there would still be something playing. And so I pretty much just picked it because of the length of the podcast. And so one night I just, you know, I put this apologetics podcast on and I, I fell asleep and I woke up in the middle of the night Kind of in that drowsy, half awake, half asleep state. And the podcast was still going. And I woke up to a man on the podcast describing to the exact detail this same experience I had experienced my whole life. Oh, my. Yes. And this was the first time I had ever understood that there was other people out there that had had this happening to them. I literally thought I was the only one and that I was some sort of target. And and because I was half asleep and because of the nature of you know the dark bedroom and and what he was saying it, it was a it was very scary i I literally thought it was a sleep paralysis episode, and these entities were taunting me i like I, I literally took me a second to realize it was the podcast. So I shot up in bed and I turned on the light and I and I I couldn't believe what I was hearing. This man was describing exactly the experience. You wake up and you don't know if you're asleep or not. And you see the exact kind of contents of your bedroom and you see this shape by the door and it's a shadow. And, and I I could not believe what I was hearing. And so then he gets to the end of it. And another guy says, yes, I've heard of that. That's called sleep paralysis. And I couldn't. Believe it, Bonnie.
0: It took me 35 years to yes. just get that piece well, of the positive. That's you know that is a big reason for running shows like this. I don't know if people are still, uh, you know, shy of this or lacking information. But uh, you, I'm so sorry for you, Vicky. I'm so sorry. But yes, you know the the spiritual understanding back in the 80s in the churches yes. that it it was uh, you know unfortunately Vicky I'm not certain it's much better now. Uh I I agree unfortunately.
1: And you know Bonnie I knew when I wrote this book I didn't have any sort of grandiose romantic ideas that I was going to put out a book and Ellie Marzulli's going to publish it and it's going to sell a million copies and everyone's going to write in and tell me how wonderful it is. I thought Oh, father. Oh, oh, the weight of it hit me immediately, Bonnie, because I thought I won't make friends on either side of the aisle because the new agers are not going to want to hear what I have to say about the astral realm and how dangerous it is. But the Christians don't want to hear anything about, you know, the. you start talking about astral realm and things like that. It triggers them as it should. We were taught that that stuff's evil. But when you can't even talk about it at all, um, then you can't help the people that um, that are doing this. And, um, you know, there's, I think, a misunderstanding that people that wind up in the astral realm and and wind up digging into this stuff are are digging into it out of an interest or out of an intrigue. And there are people out there like myself. It was never provoked. I never asked for this. Um Uh, This was a form of harassment and a form of torment. And so I guess what I was resolved to do, Bonnie, was um, I'm willing to swim through a sea of skeptics and scoffers because there are genuinely people drowning. And if I can get to the people that are genuinely drowning... I'm I'm willing to have to swim past the scoffers and and the skeptics to to do so,
0: and here's I, the I wonder if that's why Father has allowed uh, the enemy to torment uh, a th- three-year-old baby yeah. uh, like this. I mean, I'm I'm a mom and a grandmom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it almost yeah. brings tears to my eyes to think of a three-year-old in such torment. Um, Well, it is
1: Bonnie, but the way I want people to look at this and moms and grandmas and kids who are going through this. There's always a flip side. It depends on the perspective. And from the age of three, yes. And so what the encouragement I want to give to moms and and grandmothers and to kids who are going through this or who have gone through this is there's always two ways of looking at it. You can look at it through the lens of the enemy triumphing, or you can look at it through the lens of God triumphing. And I always think of Joseph who said to his brothers, what you meant for evil, um, God meant for good. God had a plan to save many lives through this. And it's apropos um, because, yes, I was being tormented for many, many, many years. And it was very scary. And the enemy had the upper hand or so it looked. However, uh, now, in retrospect, I can look back as an adult and realize what I had from three years old on was real-life, experiential, hands-on training in spiritual warfare. From three years on, I was learning how to identify uh, when these spirits were around and attacking me. And I was observing their behavior and their patterns. And I was thinking about it during the waking hours. Next time I'm gonna, I'm gonna test my theory and next time I'm gonna see if this happens. And I never communicated with them. Um, but at three years old, I knew enough from Sunday school I, that anytime I was stressed, I would cry out to Jesus. So this was whether I was being bullied at school, uh, if I was in the hospital and they were going to give me a a shot, or if I had one of these dreams. Anytime I was stressed out as a child, I would say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. And um, what I recognized very early on as a child is that as soon as I cried out for Jesus, these dreams would immediately stop and I would wake up. And so I was privy to that. And so um i I guess what happened Bonnie no question it's tormenting it's bullying these the the enemy is a coward he picks on the weak and the vulnerable he was having a heyday with me. But at the same time that he was brazenly coming to me over and over and over and over again, what he was doing was providing an opportunity for me to observe and learn and um, put things together and connect dots and learn how to strengthen myself in spiritual warfare, learn how to face fear. And um, that's what's prepared me to write this book and to help, help other people. So in the end, his plan did sort of backfire because I was observing all those years. I I wasn't the victim through all of that, like, and and I wasn't running around telling everybody my exciting paranormal stories because, you know, I'm special. Look at all these creepy things that have happened to me. I, I didn't boast in it, but I wasn't victimized in it either. And I saw it as I firmly believe, you know, where it says in Romans that God works all things together for good for those who love him and been called according to his purpose. And I thought, the sleep paralysis has to fall under that as
0: well and there will be a purpose for this and i i absolutely i believe that <clears throat> i think that you were hand chosen you're unique you're intelligent and you're strong you're resilient uh you were uh you know you you were dumped on by mm-hmm. the enemy and you have blossomed i mean you have used all of that just as a fertilizer for your <laughs> your uh, a, a beautiful approach to share articulately with knowledge and that is uh, that's a blessing to the world mm. yeah uh, we we don't know yet our full story no <laughs> no. no i think no. we're still in preparation sorry to interrupt yeah no <laughs> yes. I, I
1: absolutely you know and even just putting aside sleep paralysis specifically aside all of us as believers as we're you know we're walking this you know pilgrim's progress right we all have these mountains and these cliffs and these parts of the trail where we you know we lose our little book and you know we have our moments where we're at house beautiful you know this is the journey this is the 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 wayfarer's way right but Um, Whether it's sleep paralysis or it's something else, what I really just want to encourage believers in is whatever torment you're going through now, whatever crisis, whatever heartache you're going through, and this could be anything. It doesn't have to be sleep paralysis. It could be the loss of a child. It could be a family member with cancer. It could be the breakup of, of what was once a beautiful relationship. It could be crushed hopes or dreams, not getting into the college you wanted to get into. It could be anything, fill in the blank. God has a not only specific purpose for what you're going through right now, but it is a loving purpose and I'll give you the example in my own life. I was bullied pretty badly all the way through school because of my face, my deformities, and i 'd come to school you know after having had surgeries and there'd still be stitches on my face sometimes and dried blood and every I mean, the names I got called you know, and again. I could be the victim and I could, you know, be garnishing all sorts of sympathy from people for how badly I was treated. Right. But again, what I learned through all of that bullying was I learned resilience. I learned to have a thick skin. I learned how to separate what was being said about me, um, as truth or lies. And I, I gained empathy actually for the people who were abusing me because I do think that people that are bullies are, they're coming out of their own pain And so, you know, I've wondered for many years, well, how come nobody writes a book on sleep paralysis? And then I I come to realize, well, no one wants to put themselves in that line of fire because, you know, the new agers aren't going to want to listen to you and the Christians aren't going to want to listen to you like you're really going to have to be able to. To stand up through a lot of scoffing and a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of ignorance and a lot of, you know, well, the only reason, you know, demons or entities would attack you is if you have weak faith or you must have a sin issue or you you know what I mean there's always like the the flip side to, to everything right and so. What all of those years of being teased in school did for me, Bonnie, was it gave me a kind of personality where someone can say something really rotten to me and I can, I can shake it off, you know, and it's not that I don't have emotions or feelings or that some things don't hurt, but when, when you have 18 years of daily practice of being singled out and mocked, Mm -hmm. there gets to be a point when you're 50 years old, where you're just like, don't have time for it.
0: (laughs) Your problem, take it someplace else. That's right. Well, uh, uh, what a blessing! What a blessing! Um, What are now yours? I think that Father saved you uh, to a to an extent. Here, uh, it was just terror to a small child, and I I, I have small grandchildren, and I can only you know put this experience upon them. You know what if, uh, and they could be terrified. They could be terrified to wake up, and um, you know they th- they think they heard something in their dream, and and you know suddenly they're running down the hall and jumping in our bed because they're afraid <laughs> that we they stay with us, you know lots. Uh, we've had them a lot. Yeah. Uh, and so I know. I mean, small children. Uh, That is um, Satan's going to pay when he starts attacking the children. Um, You know, some of the stories that you've heard is not just that you were terrorized, but or you, but other people have experienced much worse. Could you kind of briefly paint the gamut? just so people could see if their experience matches what you're talking about.
1: Absolutely. Yes. Good. Um. Yeah. So a lot of times there are visualizations. So there's both audio and visual. Um, I don't like the word hallucination because I get into that in my book. If you actually look at the dictionary definition of hallucination, it's 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 visualizing something that's not there, and it, it's almost like you. They use it as a synonym for a delusion. Yeah. And so I I don't like the word hallucination, but for the sake of understanding, because most people know what that means. There's there's audio and visual hallucinations. Uh, The visuals are often creatures and entities of various kinds. There's shadow men. Um, There can be just areas of the room that are darker black than the rest of the room. Um, There can be uh, the hat man is pretty um, popular. Um, There's old hags, incubus, succubus, uh, trolls, gargoyles, uh, alien greys, and then we've got a whole bunch of new ones now. We've got Cryptids and, and Slenderman and, and all sorts of things like this, right? Um, the audio can be footsteps or banging. It can be laughing. It can be vibrational sounds in the ear that kind of sound like maybe a, a helicopter, Um there are experiences. Um, some people have actual physical experiences where they are pulled off the bed. They're dragged towards a wall. They fall to the floor. Um, people have seen, and this did happen to me once, um, movement in under the covers in the bed. And um, then when you when you cry out the name of Jesus, something kind of almost slithers or leaves the bed. Um, there are, um, out of body experiences. If, if it, if, if you don't put a stop to it, if you don't cry out to the name of Jesus and and the experience continues, you will likely, um, well, or you can encounter an out of body experience. And for some that just ends right there in the bedroom, they just see themselves hovering above their bed. Um, other people, they can actually get drawn all the way into the astral plane and they will see further visions there. Um, some people's experience in the astral plane is terrifying. Um, for some, it just breeds curiosity; it whets an appetite. And for others, it's very, very pleasurable um, because they're, they they want to be drawn back because they experience. Light and love and energy and you know you hear these stories where they come back. I felt more love than I'd ever felt in my whole life, and it's the it's the meaning of life. And a lot of these astral experiences are very similar to the ayahuasca experiences that people have in in South America. It, it it's also um, another reason too, a big reason why I wanted to write this book, Bonnie, is what I'm starting to see is Christians are starting to not no longer be able to discern the difference between second heaven and third heaven uh, encounters. And um, I have read and spoken to and heard testimonies of Christians talking about their beautiful, wonderful Holy Spirit encounters where you know, they they met the lord and all this stuff happened and all of the the red flags of an astral event are occurring and there there's things to look for um in in that this doesn't mean that it does not happen and that every single person that claims that they have encountered the holy spirit in some great way is 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 deceived or that 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 it hasn't happened to them because it it does happen but we have to listen very closely and ask questions because a lot of
0: the one, a lot of those stories that make it and, okay, and we'll go over that next time, next week perhaps, okay. uh, to distinguish between, uh, I, and I and I think you're right, distinguish between the Holy Spirit from Father and the imposter spirit. Yes, Vicky, thank you so much for joining us. I pray that uh, the listeners are helped and. Thank you for joining us everyone.